0: Welcome, everyone, to Los Libertinos Podcasts. I am your host, Carlos Abelard. This is Chingazos and Fire, episode number 12. My guest today is Abuya Gabriel. He is the CEO and founder of the Lions Sports Academy, a nonprofit operating out of Kenya that was founded in 2017 using football and Christian values to help orphans Rural and disadvantaged children become empowered individuals in their communities. Abuya is also recently engaged. Congratulations and welcome to Los Libertinos podcast.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, so uh, this is kind of a unique uh, uh, interview because, um, you know, when I started doing the podcast about two or three months ago, sometimes you don't know how you network with friends or people, you become friends. and. Uh, I'm a big football fan and somehow the Facebook algorithms or somehow started uh, uh, showing me your your videos, you know, like uh, I started seeing like, oh, who's this guy? Oh, he has an academy. That's kind of cool. And then you just kind of move on. And I kind of like your like what you were doing, because anything with football, I'm an advocate for because, um, you know, I'm a football is my passion, like uh, my, you know, it's a big part of my life. So when I started kind of like seeing what you were doing, I thought, oh, man, you know what? i think i'd like to interview this guy he sounds you know the the he's, there's a lot of positive going on uh on what you're doing but also um um uh, i i uh usually when i interview other people they you know they either write for uh you know they write for art you know they, they write for different articles or they got their own podcasts or so we're gonna do this freestyle but if i was gonna do it with somebody it would be with somebody that understands the game of football because i think football unites people connects people so we should be able to have a nice dialogue between us and um and uh but uh before we um uh, get into the academy and some other uh stuff uh could you please give a background um on yourself like um you know where you were raised your family your upbringing your your education um your your professional life and then how you kind of uh navigated the waters to get to a point where you have your own academy there in uh kenya
1: uh, thank you so much let me start by introducing my name i am gabriel Obuya, and uh, uh i was raised in uh, a humble background that is in up country where i'm standing now doing the interview we my father had two wives one was a request to have a child but one the, my mother had four children. And uh, it, occurred, it, it happened in life that they separated and uh, I was left to stay and I was adopted by the first wife who had not been to have a child. And therefore the life, normally as a youth, you will grow up seeing what is going on. Uh, by then, we used to have a lot of issues because We are in up country where there's no electricity, no access to electricity, as you can see up now. And what we used to do was to, for you to eat, for you to get money to even buy food, you would fake firewood, take it to the lake. Behind me is where you would even sell at least something, and then you would even eat. That was the mode of life, the way of life, and everyone always. That is life in the village. Now I was not unique among those who are here and what happened to me i can thank god first because in that hardship i was able to go to school and this is how i went to school after mom having left us when i was in class uh, i may call it in your system grade, grade one like that uh, it happened that god gave me some kind of knowledge the power to comprehend and to understand what was being taught. And that was the unique part of it, that when I went to school, primary school, elementary school, I was bright enough that the teachers would accept me. I have to report that I didn't pay any school fee up to high school because they were having a lot of empathy and sympathy that indeed this boy is smart academically. Therefore, there's no need to send him away, being that if you send him away, his future will be... Water and it would be stimulated like that. Therefore, as time progressed, after my KCP, this is the national examination for the elementary school, primary school, I went to high school, which was a boarding like I realized that there were only one twenty the old population for the high school students, but did, that did not stop me from working hard because I knew the kind of background I was I was coming from. What drove me to achieve what I wanted to to, to achieve was the poverty behind. It. We used to be told, hard work pays. Uh, education is the social equalizer. I knew now one day, if my social class is down, I will also I will equalize myself to be in another class that I cannot achieve. And that was only done, was only driven through hard work that I'd seen. If I don't read, then my future is forgotten. If I don't read, my future is finished. And uh, there was nothing that could be actually motivate us to go to school because majority were, let's say there are a lot of 20 school dropouts, early pregnancies, drug and substance abuse was the common call in the village. But to me, it was a unique thing that God left after God Because my dad was a Christian and the values Christian values had been imprinted on us as, I, as we were growing. And I knew that nothing just comes but if you do something by faith, therefore I went to school and I have to report that in high school I passed, I got almost every all subjects A's, therefore I was called to the university to pursue Bachelor of Science in Industrial Chemistry and Management at Kenyatta University in Nairobi. Now in high school, which I also have to mention this, in high school, uh, I went to high school without anything. I only had books. I know in high school there's a boarding where you must have mattress, you must have things that really will help you survive in that environment. To me, I went just like that. I had nothing. No one knew could tell me this is what should be done. No one would advise me. But when I went there, even when poor being sent away for school fees, which is a major problem in this society, that is a major problem in Africa. School fee. I even mean, if you're bright, I I found favour in the eyes of the school principal, and the school principal was able to hide me because whenever we go outside to do contests, I would imagine the best, even among the top performing schools, because I was in a village school. And that really made me pursue my academic excellence without disturbances of being sent away from, school away for school fees, being that now the mind I was now reading through what God had given. And there, God really blessed me and I scored A. I had, uh, relatively, I don't know how the system works, but here it's 78 over 84. Uh, that is A minus. That almost was airplane. I wanted to pursue medicine, uh, bachelor of, uh, medicine and surgery, but uh, I, I opted to do chemistry because I loved chemistry and I was top, I was number 10 nationally in chemistry. Therefore say, Let me go pursue chemistry. Now in the university, uh, with other siblings, it happened that I am the only one who went to the university. The rest didn't go to school. My siblings, others following me, which later I advised to further the education, did not perform. But I'm the one who went to the university. Now, it was unique that the whole village here, as you go, very few were going to the university. Very few wanted to go to school. And uh, it happened that I am the one who went to school. Therefore, change had to start. And I had to initiate the change. And to initiate the change, I was to fight early teenage pregnancies, which was actually preventing the the ladies from going to school. I had to, to stop uh, the issue of transit, school dropout. Because majority of the, kids, the, the, the young ones, they don't go to school. Not that they, they love it, not that they hit school, but it's because school fee. It is because no one is there to advise them. No one is there to impact some skills and, and actually to tell them that, indeed, school is the best place to be. Now, that is just the brief description of how it, it went, because I cannot highlight everything here for the sake of time. And uh, from the university, uh, after pursuing my Bachelor of Science, and Science and Chemistry, uh, in Chemistry, in, in my second year, it that my in, in my fourth year, my dad had a stroke. Probably because we used to live in town. He was a cobbler; he was repairing one out shoes. Now, in the process that my dad had a stroke, and we were all confused, depressed, because he was the pillar for our family. After all, even if it was poor, but being there itself was a plus for our existence. And when he had a stroke, I was depressed. Stressed. And yes, I've called the name of Christ just to heal him. I had faith. But it reached a point where about three months in the hospital, you understand how, and here the care, you are the one to care for him. Now, staying in the hospital for three months was depressing. And that's when I came up with something that would actually do something to society and relieve him from the depression. And that was football, because it brings people together. Now, which I will also explain because those questions will ask on, on the spots. And, uh, so far the, 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 the three other siblings, uh, two finished their high school. They didn't perform well, but we'll have to take them to college eventually. And my brother uh, who actually is the one taking care of the soccer boys and girls in my absence. in Nairobi.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's a great, that's a great story. That's, uh, uh, definitely, uh, the story of uh, perseverance, uh, perseverance. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, so let's get a little bit into uh, the interview here. Now that people know kind of your background and know, and, and, and know that you're definitely uh, someone that has uh, a lot of spirit to, uh, to succeed. Um, so um, we talked about a little bit about football and, 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 and I'd like to get more into that because uh, uh sure. you know, I, I want to know uh, if in choosing football, as the as the gateway for your uh, uh, uh evangelism and, and and to these kids to uh, for christian what what is it about football that has a unique way of opening up the human spirit to to also take in uh you know uh your evangelism you know because uh, uh i want football for my own agenda because i have my agenda of uh of political agenda here but, you know, you're using football for your agenda. What is it about football that uniquely is different from other sports or from other uh, 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 types of, um, you know, things that people do to 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 open up the human spirit?
1: Uh, I'm using football within five principles. I may call them five fundamentals. Why football? I have been a missionary who preaches Christ Jesus as an evangelist, uh, a very radical one from the university who knew how Christ Jesus can do something in someone's life. In the process of evangelism, I realized that the majority of those who are coming for Christ to Christ Jesus were not youths. There were either old people who have known why they need Jesus and who understands why they need to acknowledge Jesus Christ as the personal savior. But youths would come, but when you call them to receive Christ, they would run away. Now, this is what actually made me think twice. How then can we bring the youth involved in the ministry, especially when they're young? And I studied from the Muslim people. I also studied from other denominations, and I realized that most of them, They make sure that the young ones are taught while they're still young about their religion. But in Christianity, majority of them, I would see parents leaving their children back home, whilst they go to church. Now, one, I said, now I can use something that can bring these youths together. Then, when they're together, I can induce Christianity into them, I can induce the Word of God into them. Second principle was, again, where will I get the teenagers to teach them that it is bad to engage in premarital sexual affairs? How will I tell them that school is good, trans is not that? How will I get them? I tried going to school, but their concentration span is limited. But I realized that the discipline in them can be induced through sports because football requires discipline. That is number number that is number two. Number three, again, after having started with the boys, because they were the donors of the pregnancy, there was that was another one year. I realized that now ladies were left behind. The men could be taught they could be mentored, they could be uh, they could they were understanding why they should call the sister the, the, the girls their sisters and see them as a vessel of honor, not a vessel of this, of, of this dispute and therefore, after the boys had been engaged, I saw that the, the early between was actually diminishing, and I let us now, let us now go to the recipient, the ladies. And from there now we say it again football for the ladies. Where we will now teach them this are your brothers and sisters. If today you perform well, you will change your life. You see, now football we use it in evangelism, we use it in mentoring youths to be self-reliant. Now, another principle was for the community to come together, something that can actually evoke emotions is required. And you understand football brings communities that are in conflict together. And I would even bring a village against a village playing football. A very interesting until now, people would, there would be peace in the society. I, I'm very, very uh, I, I, I'm very confident to say that for the last three years, we have never had any crime, robbery, in this location. Why? Because in football, when people are together, they know each other. I didn't know, like to the other side of the hill, to the other side of the hill, I didn't know people. But through football, we have known many people until if there's any boy hinted or attempting to be rogue or want to engage in crime, obviously we luckily know because people have loved one another through football. Now, football we are using it as a tool to solve social conflicts and social ills that can be there. Number four, I think I've alluded number four now I'm going to number four, which I put to be the last principle when after people come together to cheer up soccer, that is when when the issue of climate change comes, which is debatable. But now, depending on how we put it here, this is mainly on community work. Apart from football, once we have the student, we now teach them how to also impact the community by planting trees, by making them aware of mental health, you understand? By telling them issues of health, health issues for them to understand, which probably could not be done without soccer. Therefore, soccer brings people together. That spirit of togetherness gives us the conducive environment, the opportunity to teach it the community, not even the boys, the community on health issues, on mental health issues. Let me put that. Because sometimes you get a boy, someone is depressed and they don't understand because some of them are not going to school. And now, through soccer, the society is gaining because their children. Are not going to school and uh, later if you because the creative is going on i will explain how what has been done in the program of education if you go to the website you'd see we have a educational program we have the community outreach we have the vandalism part and we have the sports part and that is what i have been doing using football to impact society positively
0: yes Perfect, perfect, man. That's uh, that that was a uh, a uh, beautiful there, man. That uh, that that's very inspiring and um uh, and uh and uh, it, it really touched me how you're how you have broken it down that way. Because uh, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, uh football is uh, uh the language of the people. If if you know how to uh, the people of the world, if you know how to use it and understand it, uh, you can use it for a lot of positive things. Um, but um um to to kind of uh, also give some background uh into in, into uh, uh your region there and 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 what you got going on there uh yeah. wh- wh- what is the some what what's some of the past political and economic uh, features of Kenya that got that 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 your country's in right now that um that that has gotten to a point where these are the type of efforts that people have to do to 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 better their communities. Uh, is is you know? Can you kind of speak to 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 Kenya and, and and its and its you know what's going on there economically and politically? So that way, somebody has a background
1: of 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 the playing field that you're playing in. You know. All right, I'll summarize it within one minute. After the independence, that is 1963. That is when British left Kenya for Kenya to govern itself, for herself. Uh, the person that was supposed to be the president by the British, by the Britons, was Oginga Odinga, which comes from a Lua tribe. But he decided to say, no, let's give it to Kenyatta, the president, Jomo Kenyatta, who happened to be a Kikuyu as a tribe. What distinguishes Kenyan politics with U.S. is that here we are divided into tribal lines. And therefore, if your tribe is not in power, there's the high probability of you not getting access to most of the government's services that the government provides. And being that after the independence, Kenyatta became the president and Ogingo Dinga became the vice president. Then after two years, in 1966, they parted ways. So, so let me they just, were,
0: can, can I just interrupt? So so there was two, there was a president and a vice president, and each one uh, represented uh, uh, the two main tribes? Or the, is, is that what you
1: Yes. Okay. But by then, the two tribes combined forces. They fought for the independence together. And obviously, after they have fought, uh, you have to get the exploits. Before the Uginga became the vice president. And the Jimoke became the president. But after two years, they parted ways. Ideal ideological, ideologi- I may call it ideological differences. After parting ways, it means that once you leave the government, then you're not part of the government. Therefore, Ginga became an opposition leader. Now, from those times, after 1978, Uinga had been a position leader. Opposition leader. It means once in opposition, you are not a co heir to receive what the government offers. And that would make what made our side of the the western part of Kenya, which is in Luanyanza, not develop. You see that? Now again after the death of Jimo Kenyatta, the person who took over was Moy, Moi, who was the president, again for over 20 years. Now in that in his presidency, again we were in opposition. Until even others were killed, all that I, I may mean, not highlight. The, the issue of Tombow, will get the tomboya. Many are, many were assassinated in an attempt to thwart the the, the I may mean, not call it the radicalization, but you know we were we are very vocal. We are very vocal people who talk a little bit of activist always one things to be done in this other side of, the, of of Kenya, and that made us grow. Knowing that we, the government is against us, the governor, the government is on us. You see, therefore, even the schools were not built. Even today, there is no water. There is no piped clean water. We fetch water daily from the river. You see, like the services that the government would, would offer were only meant for those in government. For example, there's the Swahili what they say my Bad politics, bad, bad life, poor life. That means if you are against, if you are opposing the government, then you have nothing to say. and therefore keep quiet. Things, the government services will not be provided to you. That continued until now when Raila, the son of the first vice president, came in and combined forces with the. Moy Kibaki, and they took power in 2002. Now, 2002, they were in government partially, and then, from there, a lot of programs were done, and least roads were built. Again, again, 2007, there was a a post-election violence, where election was alleged to have been rigged, and that led to skirmishes, and many people were killed, until others were taken to ICC. Now, the conflict itself brought a lot of issues, but Kibaki and Raila Shook shook hands and they became coalition. They formed a coalition government. And from there, Raila was the prime minister. Who who happens to come from Western Kenya? And Kibaki again Akikuyu. They did well, a lot of things were done. Roads, schools, even education for primary was now free. And then later again, when Raila vied again as no opposition, as now he also wanted to fight again to get the presidency, which was denied to him in, 20, in 2007 when he won, allegedly because of, it was not announced by the Electoral Commission. Again, he was rigged out. And then after the rigging out, this campus were not too much because he probably loved peace, didn't want a lot of, but though others were killed. Again in 2017, when Oru Kenyatta also... Rigged himself again. He's to, he had, he had rigged himself. I cannot authenticate that when asked because this is important. Again, a lot of, a lot of war. There were people were calling for secession secession. They wanted to secede and form their own government. government. Again, the, Railo Ding and the president shook hands and they tried to bring peace to the country. And that is what has been going on. And they wrote something called building bridges initiative. Because of all what had happened in the in the past, they wanted to build a bridge and let them be left behind. And again, that also in every initiative there are, there are those who oppose it, and 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 and, and the opposers are uh, somebody called William Ruto, the current vice president. Now, for the the country that is divided into, two, but not as it used to be. There are those are opposing the BBI, and those who for the BBI, those who want the bridges to be built, because of the past events, which I cannot highlight everything, but in a nutshell, there are some regions that if you are not in the government, if you are not supporting the government, then likely there is the highest probability and possibility of you not gaining anything from the government. Yes, yeah,
0: Yeah. that's yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's, so, so that's the infrastructure of how it works. It's that, uh, if you're in power, yeah. you take care of your own and the yeah. uh, tribes that are not empowered, they're considered opposition. So because they're opposition, they don't get yeah. the resources that, uh, should normally be given out, but they just don't because they're not, they don't got the political power. Um, you had, uh, mentioned, uh, secession is, uh, is there still a, um, a uh, a call for that or or is that uh, more of a radical side to it or or is the initiative to bring the people together, uh, is that more powerful
1: right now? No, it was powerful in 2017, just after the election, when the election was rigged until it was taken to the Supreme Court and the election was nullified. The general election was nullified. And then my, my, those who are supporting Renaud Dinga, wanted to secede, They wanted to divide the Kenya into two, but that would bring a lot of division. Therefore, that's why Rela went with, with the president to shake hands and say, no, let us have peace. Kenya is bigger than individual. And that's what happened. And uh, I also failed to actually highlight the fact that after all that, the winner takes, takes it all, there was the devolved unit of governance instead of everything being controlled up, money was not trickling down here. And therefore, in 2010, another new constitution was brought. You get that, right? The new constitution that was brought, brought in another devolving unit of government called counties. But then we didn't have counties. I think it is a replica of the U.S. constitution that was copied and brought here. Although we don't have states, but there are counties. Wherefore, the counties, the biggest financer, of the counties is the national exchequer account that is the national government also brings one. Therefore, regardless of your political orientation or political inclination, you are able to get even you are able to get iota of few fine resources that can help your 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 counties. Uh, unlike when by then, if you are not the government, there is nothing that you will get.
0: Okay. Yes. Okay, so 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 uh, basically, giving a, a jurisdiction to counties allowed the those those county jurisdictions to be able to put themselves in some type of uh, position to get uh, uh, access to I don't know either loans or 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 things like that or, or money or different like that. So setting it up that way was was beneficial. Okay, yeah, 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 you know, was... I, yeah I hear you. Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, thanks for. Uh checking out the show, be sure to support our efforts here by checking out Paloma Verde CBD.com. It is a uh, online store that my wife and I uh, run. And um, you get 25% off by using the promo code Chingazos. And just in case you guys don't know, um, it's not in my nature to be interviewing people like this. But if you like what I'm putting out, just know that I'm on some CBD. You know, I take a gummy about an hour before I know I'm going to do the show. And about 20 minutes before the show, I'll take some drops, just takes the edge off, and then I just get into it. So if that's something that sounds like, oh, in your life, you do some other stuff that might benefit you to take the edge off before you get into some shit, try some CBD products. So uh, go to PalomaVerdeCBD.com, use the promo code CHINGASOS, get 25% off anything in the store. Peace. So um, you... You call yourself a, uh, uh, like a Christian conservative. Uh, where in the, in the, in the, in the Kenyan, uh, political spectrum does that fit? Is it, is it similar to the way it is over here where it's 50-50 or is there a lot more different type of, uh, flavors of, uh, of, of, of politics or, uh, uh, where do you fit in? Where do you fit yourself in, in, in the, in the Kenyan spectrum?
1: In the Kenyan spectrum, I'll use these two terms. Uh, Kenyan politics is euphoric it is not uh, it is not ideologically based it is euphoric because people are divided into tribes therefore this would call the tribes reorganized to form a coalition to beat another tribe or to beat other tribes. therefore it is not depending on like I'm a Christian conservative, no i'm a Democrat, I'm a left wing no here it is always euphoric. Today, uh, for example, if if I'm a Lua, I want to be the president, I have to go and contact the lawyers and the the Kiyos, please let's combine forces to form a government. And when the people go to the election, obviously as a Lua will vote for such person who has formed the most formidable force. That is it. Uh, That is the only challenge here, that politics is inclined using tribal lines.
0: Okay yeah which yeah which is something that we don't that that doesn't that's not the way it is here here it's more well you already know where it is and that and that kind of leads to my next question because i'd like to get your opinion on you know what is uh you know what you know because uh you're outspoken you um you, you know you post things that uh your opinions on there on facebook and uh and uh you know what is the you know what is your opinion right now on the current state of uh, affairs here in America, politically or economically? I mean, I'd like to get your take, you know?
1: Uh, One, I will consider myself a Christian conservative. And because there are things that I don't agree with which the government is doing. Uh, Like abortion, I wouldn't support. Uh, There are many things. Which, if we go deeper to ask, I will. But in the U.S. governance, we love it, how it operates. But what made me, before Obama's candidature campaigns, you know, you Amubuya, know, you understand Obama, you, the name is originating from our tribe. Luo and I told you we go with euphoria, tribal euphoria. And about was campaigning. Yes, we can't. By then, the, all Kenyans were supporting him because oh, this is a woman Oh, he claims to be from Kenya. Yes, yes, he's from Kenya. Let's support him. And that's how we came to be Democrats, <laughs> the, the whole country, because of him. But now, because he was a Luo, a Kenyan, but is a, a U.S. president. Our expectations were very much high. Not that it would help us, but we thought that Democrats are pro-democracy. You know, from Democrats, we thought they are democratic. But I realized that they are democratic on paper, but not on reality. When Traila was rigged in 2007, it happened by then that the person who came to help us the people who came were Condoleezza Rice. Something, yeah. She was a Secretary of State by then. In, in the Bush government, I think. I realized how she came and analyzed how she was articulating the issues, how to bring other together. But when Obama came to power, again, another election was rigged. But the Democrats, John Kerry, somebody Kerry, yeah? was the first culprit they came to be the observers. And uh, I'm sorry, if you're a Democrat, you'll forgive me for this. If you're, <laughs> if you're, now, the same way the elections are allegedly, the, the same election, how U.S. elections were rigged, this last election, is the very way when John Kerry was here, where they were using a logarithm, a system whereby if you have two votes and that the party that's being rigged as one, you become, you have one, now he has three. There was a system that makes it constant. An equation, a linear equation that the system, it is the election server. This is how they corrupt the server until now. When Trump gets 30, Biden gets 20, now Trump will have 15, Biden will have 25. That is how they did it here. And Kerry, the first person who said the elections, Kenya's elections were free, fair, And verifiable was John Kerry. But when we went to the Supreme Court, the elections were not free, they were not fair, and we could not verify facts, like what is happening in Arizona, Maricopa County. Now, from here, I say, no, these Democrats, they're Democrats on paper, but not on reality. They're the chief perpetrators of election interfering. And that happened when Obama initiated the killing of Gaddafi, that is a no, 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 These people are not of a democracy. They're there for their self-parochial interest. And from there, reason, I started learning. And then, why I consider myself, I don't love feminists. But feminists are the one flooding the Democratic Party. That means it is a party that is being led by evil people who does not recognize the natural law of who a man should be and who a woman should be. And you will see them. Democrats always love political identity. We, the blacks. We, the tribe. We, the political. That we means they make sure that you belong to a certain place and you think Into that, the way that place thinketh. And obviously, that is no democracy. Calling you, you, the Hispanics, you have to vote for Biden because you have to vote, because as an Hispanic, you have to vote. You, the whites, you you see that kind of politics. That is the divisive politics that divides a country. And such politics. As a Christian, we should preach love.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you. It's almost, uh, yeah, it's almost like you were saying uh, euphoric. Uh, it's like uh, they put people here into little mini tribes to be yes. able to to be able to control or to because it's a lot easier to control tribes than the individuals in the tribe. You know, like you know, so they, they, that's the way. Yeah, that's the way it, uh, it's always gone here, and that's just. Uh, you know, the way it is. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, that's, that, that's interesting. So, so, um, yeah, you consider your, uh, so, you know, uh, uh, I consider myself, uh, somebody that, uh, came from the left, but, but, but learned information, got more educated on, on political philosophy. And, you know, I come at things now from the right, but, uh, you know, I also don't hate anybody. That's from the yeah. left or anything, because that's where I that's where I came from. You know, the The spectrum is big and and people's hearts are still big. So you still got to deal with people in and, in a, in a, in a, you know, and to their nature of 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 their humanity still. But, um, you know, um, when um, when you decided to start the academy,
1: uh-huh. what was
0: it in your in your own and your nature inside of you that made you take the first step? Because there might be somebody there that might be thinking of starting something, whether it's an academy like this or different. You know, what was it in your nature that made you take the first step to start the academy?
1: One thing, I'm um, somebody who is determined to achieve something. There are many who have started. In fact, without resources, I started. It's like I didn't have any impetus. To push me to start something. What I had in me was the heart of love for the people. That is what has been driving me. Without money, with money, I'll be somewhere doing something for the people. And that is actually what I can say has been driving me to do something. I'm not a footballer. I used to play volleyball. But through our, our, through interest and having seen how love radiates from the children, I say, now this is where I belong. And even now I've realized that that is where I belong to help these little children to achieve their potential in life.
0: Yes. And, um, and, and, you know, you sound like a very humble person. So that also means too, that, um, that uh, you can self-reflect on any things that maybe that you'd want to improve on or that you know that you could do better on? What are some things that you're trying to better yourself as a, you know, in your own character that, that, you know, that there are shortcomings and you're trying to be better at uh, uh, on your, you know, for yourself?
1: Yes. My shortcoming is that uh which people say, but to me, I see it's positive. I am of a generous, <laughs> which sometimes, you know, they will say, why do you walk? You don't have clothes and yet you give your clothes, you see. To people, they say, now, that is my shortcoming, but I found it myself in me. I will not be having a nice cloth and I see a young kid is walking barefoot. What will I do? Is to give them. And that is one of my weaknesses But it is also positive to others. But to me, I have seen normal, but others see it. No, it should not be that way. You should empower yourself first. I I told him, No. I always refer to the word Christ said when I didn't have clothes, you clothed me. And that's the first thing I do. I don't look at my own interest. The first thing I look at is the interest of others. Yes.
0: Yeah. And um how have the kids responded to your style of uh of uh coaching your in, in the football and your style of coaching, uh the uh you know uh, teaching them the your Christian values? Uh, how have they responded? Is it is it the sport that opens them up or or or, or is it in their nature to be that they're just ready for someone to just teach them uh uh the sport or your your Christian values?
1: The way I teach them, the way I teach them, the way I talk to them, the way I engage them has made them to love what they're doing. In fact, during the pandemic, when there was a lockdown, I started an educational program. Where I would teach them in this house. You see this small church here? All of them, when they went back to their respective schools, the result that came, there's none who was bottom. They were either they were all in top 10. That means that what I'm doing is changing their lives not only sports wise but also academically. No, There's no child that can stop going to school whatsoever if I'm here with them, if I'm still alive. All of them. In fact, they're not forced. They do them out of their genuine heart because of the love that I have shown them. And that love that is there for them has taught them that indeed they can achieve something, even if they're poor, even if they have nothing, even if they don't have food, one day, something good shall come, up from, uh, shall come from them. Yes.
0: Beautiful. Um, and so if somebody uh, decides to sponsor one of the kids or to donate to your academy, um, uh What uh, what what are the high priorities of 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 expenditures? Like right, where you know, like if they donate. You know, where is the money going to go to? It goes to what? And you know, you know, so that way people know how you're trying to yeah. uh, uh prioritize the the funds. You
1: know. Yes, uh, we have projects that we that are ongoing. We have the recurrent expenditure and the expenditure where we have the development part of it. Now, first, the current exposure is we need to have the training equipment. That is the first fundamental. It is football. Football, the balls undergo wear and tear. Two, three months are gone. Two, they're gone. And we want 30 kids. It means that for one to achieve his potential as a footballer to reach somewhere, he or she must touch the ball over 2,000 times in a day. And that means that each and every one should have a ball. But obviously, we always have 10, 15, we reach at 20, and those 50s that were there are all depleted, they're all gone. But the first priority always are to equip the academy with the training materials, which still we don't have. Uh, I don't know if you're able, you're, I'll be able to show you if I turn the camera, if you allow me. Sure. All right. You'll see this bare land. You see? <laughs> what can you see?
0: Yeah. Just the field, just the field area.
1: Yes, a field, but there's no grass. There's no tap in it. This is a land that I donated myself because we had been just away from school, public school, because of COVID. When the government said, no, in public institutions, it's out of bounds. Therefore, we have look for an alternative path where the boys could train. And this is the land I donated. It was a hilly, it was hilly. Now, through support of friends uh, like Paul Taylor, you will check on him. He gave us, he gave us money, and we created this place. Although it's not yet done according to how we want it. Now, the first priority that if anyone donates, depending on the level donation, we, we is to make this field better for the boys and girls to train. Other places are still sloppy. The other down, the other side of the place. Are, uh, it's still not good for, it's not good enough. We need to extend it bigger. And then later we plant grass. Or if God provides resources, we can make it tough. Uh, artificial grass, which is which, which takes a lot of time before it gets uh, wasted. Then you can even see the posts we're using are, uh, the, the, the posts we have are not metallic. These are just uh, timber, you see.
0: Yeah, actually, you, you actually have woodwork, right? They call that the woodwork right there. It's actual wood.
1: Yeah, that's the wood. It means that we still have, like, this place, still a lot of grading has to be That is another priority. Two, another top priority, if I come, let me bring back the camera. Sorry. Uh, I don't know if, let me see. Uh, good, sorry. Again, second priority is to make this, to make this boys go to school and girls. As you can see, seven of them are joining high school. Others are in high school, but they're trying. But I said, no, let me start by making, getting a scholarship to get these boys pay their school fee only. And you can see from three people have accepted and they've sent money. Uh, uh, three pe- two people have sent money for the boys to school, school. Others also promised, but we are waiting for them. And that money purely goes to the child. To school fee and the receipts are there, and the child talks to the sponsor. That is another 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 thing. And then later, we want to build a changing room or still where they can the people can sleep. And there's a land down there. There's a land down there which I've donated purely out of heart because I want good things for these boys and girls. Yes. Yeah. Of so the priorities, even you see them the website soon is to get this. Place graded, we plant the grass, and you see water is a problem. The third priority will be to sink a borehole, to drill a, a well, and drilling dr- drilling a well, you know, is an expensive thing. That will help us also water the field. and also will help the water also for the community to use, because here a lot of typhoid and cholera is always there, uh, because by then the government. Failure to bring services to the citizens, yes
0: yeah, I hear you yeah, no that's uh that's awesome, um uh, yeah, in the show notes, I'll put the information to where they can reach you um, uh, and 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 where they can donate and uh visit yeah. your website um, I also um like to say that um you know uh I want to use football. Because I'm a, I'm like a Texas nationalist. So I want Texas to secede. And, uh, you never know. Maybe one day, uh, when Texas plays in the World Cup with, uh, maybe we'll meet Kenya in the World Cup final. And, uh, and you never <laughs> know, you know, maybe, we'll, maybe, maybe you and I will hang out one day and, uh, watch, uh, Texas and Kenya in, uh, in a, in a game. You never know how stuff works out. But in, 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 in closing, uh, could just. Uh, just uh, 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 give the final pitch to the people on what you're doing and uh, how they can reach you, where they can catch, uh, 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 find your stuff and uh, and uh,
1: and uh, just, just close it out. Oh, thank you so much. Let me start by thanking you for giving me the opportunity to explain to the world what we are doing to impact lives, mostly in these rural areas that has been neglected for many decades. Two the work I'm doing, I may put it, it is God-given work. It's a service to the humanity. And support that comes in, that trickles in to the academy will purely go to the academy affairs. And mostly which if anyone sends something. We'll have to make sure that what has been sent is accounted for. Accountability is the first priority. If someone says this one, I want it to sponsor a child, a child, that child has to confirm that indeed I received the sponsorship and I got the money. If it is meant for grading the field, the field has to be graded as the person sees that indeed it is being done. If the money is to be bought to, to be used in buying equipment, the equipment should be bought and the receipt sent back to see indeed that the work is going on as per the wishes of the donor. That is the that is the assurance, and even those who have donated by then, we we don't have sponsorship now. It is only through someone who comes and let me do this, and it is always not very common too. It's someone just volunteers. And therefore, with God's provision, with by faith, always I have faith, God will open doors. And this place will be a place where boys and girls will actually realize their potential in football, in academics, and in any other spheres of life. And that is what I can say, sir.
0: Perfect. Um... Well, you know, I'm inspired. I uh, uh I'd like to say right now that uh uh after this interview is done, uh, I want to pledge uh $300 towards uh, f- uh soccer balls, the uh, footballs. And uh once that goes through, uh, I'd love to see a picture of a lot of balls that that you that that you get from that and um uh, you know, I put a challenge out there to anybody else that listens to this to also donate some money if they can. So that's what I can do. I I'm going to be sending you some money. And, uh, and I hope uh, other people do, too. Uh, in closing, uh, I'd like to thank uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, 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 I hope I did a good job there with you. and trying to showcase kind of what you got going on and, and, and how important a football can be in a society. And um, and uh, thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so
0: much.
1: I right, thank you for, for the
0: balls. Thank you so
1: much. All right, later. Okay.